like a game of chance, Americans are finding both success and maddening disappointment in securing COVID vaccine shots with no rhyme or reason. The increased doses the Biden administration has promised will enter the system are still weeks away. And tonight, every state reporting not having enough doses to meet demand. And in many cases, reporting they have less vaccine now than they had a few weeks ago. And yet the number of now vaccinated Americans is slowly ticking up. We're going to show you those numbers in a moment. And also tell you about a new uptick in kids suffering from a COVID-related syndrome we've been telling you about. And Pete Williams will join me in a few minutes with a government warning about extremists groups posing a threat of new violence. A lot to get to. First, Tom Costello on Vaccinating America. The challenge facing every state and territory tonight, how to get their hands on more vaccines. While the data can lag, the CDC reports a seven-day average of just over a million vaccinations a day, with every state reporting far more arms than actual doses. At the largest healthcare system in Louisiana, they're giving 70% fewer doses than just a few weeks ago. We have ramped up a program now that we believe we could vaccinate about 75,000 people a week if we get the supply of vaccine. In Washington state, the Kent Family Medical Practice requested 3,000 doses for this week, but got just 100. Our three clinics treat 22,000 active patients. 100 doses doesn't get an inch into treating our own patient population. It will be months before everyone who wants a vaccine will be able to get one. At its first briefing, this one virtual, the Biden administration's COVID task force said it's shipping nearly all vaccine supplies. Only two to three days worth are held in reserve. But we are passing doses directly along to states very much in real time as they order them. That should ramp up over the coming weeks, with the White House pushing a 16% increase in vaccine doses. So far, 6% of Americans have received at least their first dose. Among the states that have vaccinated the highest percentage of residents, Alaska, West Virginia, and New Mexico. The states with the lowest percent vaccinated, Missouri, Kansas, and Idaho. Today, Dr. Fauci reiterated the vaccines do appear to be effective against the UK variants, though slightly less so against the more troubling South African strain. It still is well within the cushion of protection. So you could diminish the vaccine-induced antibody efficacy by a few fold and still be well within the protective range of the vaccine. Tom, we're also learning tonight that the military may get involved in vaccine distribution. What do we know about that? Yeah, that's right. FEMA is requesting 10,000 troops, and they would be involved in administering the vaccines at 100 sites spread out across the country. Lester. All right, Tom Costello, thanks. And this race to distribute vaccines comes as a growing number of states identify more contagious variants. And as the CDC projects, the U.S. could reach more than half a million deaths before the end of next month. Miguel Almaguer has the latest. Tonight, as far away as Alaska, authorities have detected that highly contagious and perhaps more dangerous variant of the virus from the U.K. The CDC says by March it'll be the most predominant strain in the country. But before the end of January, it's already been detected in more than half the nation. This virus is mutating, and it's mutating fairly quickly. The U.S. ranks 43rd in the world in genomic sequencing, which is how new variants are identified. Alarmed, more mutations from Brazil and South Africa could already be in the U.S.
Doctors say now is the time to double down on safety measures. If we're sloppy, if we're not doing those things that we need to do, it will spread, spread easier. Adding to the concern, major testing sites have become vaccination centers, which could leave mutant strains undetected and unchecked. After smashing record highs for ICU admissions, hospitalizations, and deaths, the numbers have slightly improved, but are all jeopardized by the virus variant. We're plateauing, but we're plateauing at 100 miles an hour. We are not plateauing at a level of low transmission. In January alone, our nation lost some 80,000 lives, and tonight the stakes couldn't be higher. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. There's new concern tonight about that rare inflammatory syndrome related to COVID that affects children we've been reporting on. Doctors are seeing a new spike in cases, and they're worried about what the next few weeks will bring. Here's Kristen Dahlgren with that. Tonight, a warning. Another wave of children getting severely ill four to six weeks after exposure to COVID. We are seeing more cases of MISD now than we have been at any point in this pandemic. What was first called a mystery illness is now known as MIS-C, an overactive inflammatory response that can cause severe organ damage. It's killed dozens of children and is now in 47 states, with cases spiking following a rise in COVID after the holidays. The next few weeks could be the worst yet. We are pretty concerned. We don't know what the long-term consequences of this is going to be. Emily Ricks was a healthy six-year-old and didn't even know she had COVID. After developing severe abdominal pain, she ended up in the ICU, her heart rate plummeting. It was really scary that first night when they were trying to figure out what was wrong with her. Emily responded to treatment, but doctors don't know if she'll have lasting damage. I know MISD is rare, but you just never know what child is going to have that problem. COVID vaccine trials in children 12 to 15 are currently underway. AstraZeneca has plans for a trial in the UK with children 5 and up. In the meantime, parents should look out for symptoms of MISTI, like a rash, gastrointestinal distress, and high fever. Treatments generally work, but only if children get help before damage is too severe. Kristen Dahlgren, NBC News. A warning tonight from Homeland Security that extremist groups angry at President Trump's de defeat pose a threat of more violence. Pete Williams is here. Pete, what do we know about this? Lester, this is the first time that DHS has warned about a threat of domestic extremism since it began issuing these bulletins a decade ago. It says ideologically motivated violent extremists may be emboldened by the siege of the Capitol to target elected officials and government facilities, and that racial and ethnic tensions and conspiracy theories about COVID-19 add to the potential for violence. Security will remain high around the U.S. Capitol with fences and thousands of National Guard troops at least until the Senate impeachment trial is over. All right. Lester? Pete Williams in Washington, thanks. Two big challenges facing President Biden, climate change, which prompted him to issue a series of executive orders today, and Russia. Let's start with NBC's Ann Thompson. After the hottest decade on record, the Biden administration taking action on climate change, selling it as an economic recovery program. When I think of climate change, I think of and the answers to it, I think of jobs. Today's executive orders include making climate change a national security priority, conserving 30% of all federal land and water by 2030, and having the federal government buy zero-emission vehicles. This will mean one million new jobs in the American automobile industry. Colorado State's Dr. Melissa Burt studies the Arctic, now warming three times as fast as the rest of the planet. Is there any time to waste on acting? 
seen on climate change? No, we need to act now. We've seen, you know, the wildfires here in Colorado, as well as in California. We've seen extreme drought and excessive heat in our southwest. The most controversial border, pausing new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters. In New Mexico, some fear it will cost jobs, as most of its oil and gas production is on federal land. It will shift investment of future dollars to private land in Texas, or it will, the, the production of that oil will move overseas. Trying to keep today's workers working while creating tomorrow's jobs. Ann Huffman, NBC News. This is Andrea Mitchell. Tonight, the U.S. is raising concerns over the safety of anti-Putin opposition leader Alexei Navalny, whose arrest last week sparked massive protests in Russia. Vladimir Putin blamed by the West for trying to kill Navalny with nerve gas last summer, which the Kremlin has denied. A TikTok video surfacing of a Russian team teaching protesters how to sound American to buy time as threatened by police. sharp contrast with former President Trump, President Biden expressing concern in a call with Putin yesterday over Navalny's poisoning, the solar wind pack, Russian interference in the 2020 elections, and reported bounties on U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Biden's Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. What are the red lines uh, under which the United States would consider sanctioning Russia if there's any harm that comes to Mr. Navalny? We're reviewing... Uh... All of these actions uh, that uh, are a deep concern to us, whether it is uh, the treatment of Mr. Navalny, and particularly uh, the apparent use of a chemical weapon uh, in an attempt to uh, assassinate him. The Secretary of State said Navalny speaks for many Russians and should not be muzzled. Lester? Andrea Mitchell, thanks. Dangerous storms are on the move tonight. A tornado striking the Tallahassee Airport in Florida today causing damage and flipping over this plane. And in the west, a powerful winter storm is bringing up to 10 feet of snow to the Sierras. And more now on the troubled COVID vaccine rollout and the difficulties health officials are having in building trust among communities of color. Morgan Radford and Julio Vicchiero with the latest in our NBC News Telemundo collaboration. As an essential worker serving customers at a Mexican bakery in Chicago, Itzena believes she'll soon be eligible for the COVID vaccine. But she has some concerns. I'm just scared of because it hasn't been tested enough for the side effects. What are you hearing from your friends and family? Are people willing to take it? No, they're not willing to take it. One poll found only 26% of Hispanics said they would get the vaccine as soon as possible, compared to 40% of whites. Which is why Pastor John Zayas, whose church is 80% Hispanic, is meeting people where they are. So this is a food bank, but you're passing out these flyers. Yes, this is giving information about the vaccine and COVID testing. Where is some of the fear and the doubt around this well, vaccine? Part of it is from? the fear of being picked up, you know, the fear if of... If you don't have papers. If you don't have papers, because we have a lot of immigrants in our community. And while some can be convinced... You're ready for the vaccine. You're ready. Many here are skeptical. No, no la vas a tomar. You're not going to take it.
percentage of Latinos who are dying from the virus than those receiving the vaccine. That's right, Morgan. Here in Florida, the gap between vaccinations and cases among Latinos is more than 20%, which is why some are sounding the alarm trying to reverse that dangerous trend. Earlier this month, Florida became one of at least 10 states announcing plans to get more vaccines to communities of color. But Dr. Olin Carrasquillo says it is not happening fast enough. I get emails from patients every day. When is it my turn? For five months, he's been leading a statewide outreach program for these hospitals. What would you say are the main problems when it comes to vaccinating the Latino community? Lack of enough supply is one of the main problems and lack of a federal plan or a statewide plan. Hispanics make up more than 26% of the population in Florida. But of the nearly 1.5 million vaccines administered, less than 125,000 have gone to Hispanics. Some places are trying to overcome that disparity by sending mobile vaccine clinics into minority communities. 73-year-old Elmer Finisterra is having heart surgery next month. He and his wife have been trying to make appointments for weeks. So you're trying everything? Yes. Phone calls, going physically to the parks, you know, see if you can get the vaccine. Yes. Has it been frustrating? Of course, because we want to, to get it, because we want to be safe with it. They hope to get the vaccine later this week, as efforts to distribute information and the vaccine continue. Julio Vaqueiro, NBC News, Miami. In just 60 seconds, an NFL player arrested and out on bail accused of domestic violence. If you've been taking COPD sitting down, it's time to make a stand. Start a new day with Trilogy. No once daily COPD medicine has the power to treat COPD in as many ways as Trilogy. With three medicines and one inhaler, Trilogy helps people breathe easier and improves lung function. It also helps prevent future flare-ups. Trilogy won't replace a rescue inhaler for sudden breathing problems. Tell your doctor if you have a heart condition or high blood pressure before taking it. Do not take Trilogy more than prescribed. Trilogy may increase your risk of thrush, pneumonia, and osteoporosis. Call your doctor if worsened breathing, chest pain, mouth or tongue swelling, problems urinating, vision changes, or eye pain occur. Take a stand and start a new day with Trilogy. Ask your doctor about Once Daily Trilogy and save at Trilogy.com. All right, we're back now with the disturbing domestic violence allegations against an NFL player bringing new scrutiny to the league's policies regarding violence against women. We'll get more now from Gabe Gutierrez. Good alert play there by Chad Wheeler. Tonight, the Seattle Seahawks say offensive tackle Chad Wheeler is no longer with the team after more details emerged of his domestic violence arrest. According to this police report, officers found his girlfriend locked in a bathroom after fighting with a 6'7", 310-pound wheeler this past weekend. She told the 911 operator she thought she was being killed after Wheeler had told her to stand up and bow to him. She told police after she'd regained consciousness, Wheeler said, wow, you're alive? Also in the report, the woman told officers that Wheeler suffered from bipolar disorder and had not been taking his medication. Late today, Wheeler tweeted it was a manic episode, adding he was deeply sorry. It is time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need to never again pose a threat to another, he wrote. I am truly ashamed. Wheeler missed it on his first pass. For years, the NFL has faced criticism for its handling of domestic 
violent cases. In 2014, after video emerged of Ravens superstar Ray Rice punching his then-fiancé, the league changed its policy, requiring a minimum suspension of six games. The NFL says the Wheeler allegations are being reviewed under the league's personal conduct policy. Right now, he's out on $400,000 bail. All right, Gabe, thank you. Up next, a David and Goliath story with billions at stake. We're all finding ways to keep moving. But how do we make sure the direction we're headed is forward? At Fidelity, you'll get the planning and advice to prepare you for the future without sacrificing the things that are important to you today. We'll help you plan for health care costs, taxes, and any other uncertainties along the way. Because with Fidelity, you can feel confident that the only direction you're moving is forward. Honey. Hi. NyQuil Severe Honey is maximum strength cold and flu medicine with soothing, honey-licious taste. NyQuil Honey, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever, best sleep with a cold medicine. So through Ancestry, I discovered my great-aunt Ruth signed up as a nursing cadet for World War II. She was only 17. Bring your family history to life like never before. Get started for free at Ancestry.com. When the winter hits, you have to fight back. That's why truck guys know the best defense is WeatherTech. Laser-measured floor lines protect the carpet. The underseat storage system keeps tools organized. Tech liner protects the bed. Bump step guards the bumper from minor damage. Secures your phone. Don't let winter win. Go to weathertech.com and order today. Cut my hair, my head, cut my brain.